Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts, episode number 45. I'm your host as always, David, and, um, you know, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for, for listening, for sharing, for leaving comments, reviews, everything that you guys have done. You are awesome. You are helping grow this podcast, and it is much appreciated. Excuse me. Uh, It is very much appreciated. Um, You know, I just never thought that I'd be hosting a podcast. I never thought that I'd be certainly hosting a podcast uh, for, you know, a daily podcast. I never thought I'd have one listener you know, and, uh, you know, all my, all my never thoughts have been completely just dashed, (laughs) you know, not one of them, uh, succeeded, and, uh, that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about today is, is success, um, you know, it's, when we're children, we expect we're expected to make mistakes, you know, because we're children. We don't know any better. And, you know, oh, you know, little Timmy, he's just learning to walk. He keeps falling over, you know, and, and, and tripping. But that's okay, because he's, you know, I don't know, nine or ten months old. You know, he'll, he'll get the hang of it. <clears throat> he'll learn. He'll get there, you know. And so, eventually, Timmy learns to walk, and then he starts, you know, learning to talk, and all these other things, learning to ride a bike, learning how to uh, read and write, do math, whatever, and Timmy grows up. Timmy hits the age of 18, Timmy goes to college, he learns for four more years, and now Timmy is, you know, 23 years old, and well, guess what, little Timmy, you now know everything, so you are not allowed to fail anymore. Is that what we say to children when they leave college or university? Is that what happens? Do any of us as adults ever not make mistakes? I mean, I personally, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm three years away from 40. I make mistakes every single day. I fail every single day. Um, so, why... Do we then judge people who fail in their businesses or fail in their marriages so harshly or fail in general? People make mistakes. People are not perfect. We don't know everything, you know? One of my favorite quotes from uh, Socrates is, true knowledge, true wisdom comes from knowing that you know nothing. And here was Socrates, a white-haired philosopher revered by many, many, many Greek people. The thing that they absolutely loved at this time was sitting around and talking about philosophy. And he was one of the best. You know, he was, you know, just an amazing scholar and order, and he taught many people 
and his favorite thing to talk about with his students was never stop learning. You know, basically what Socrates was saying in that statement, and there are many statements that he made while he taught, was the reason why I am so smart is because I know that I don't know everything. That's basically what he was saying. If you were to translate that from ancient Greek to today's speak and then had me come back and say it as I would say it, that is what Socrates taught. That was one of the things that he liked to teach people is that you don't know everything. There's always something new to learn. There's always something amazing and incredible around the next corner. So, with that in mind, one of the greatest, most revered, you know, along with Plato and many other Greek philosophers, as a revered speaker and historical figure, I mean, even Bill and Ted bagged him in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I mean, come on. You know, he's got to be important if Bill and Ted went after him, right? (laughs) But anyway, with all of that knowledge that he had and that wisdom and insight that he had, why don't we listen to that? You know, why do we say, oh man, you know, you failed, you screwed up, I can't respect you as a person anymore because you screwed up. You know, your business failed. Oh, you know, this failed, that failed, whatever. You're not perfect. So since when did that become the criteria? Why is that the criteria? And quite frankly, it needs to not be the criteria. I mean... I look at it from the perspective and point of view that, okay, you simply found one way for it to not work. You know, there are many ways to run a business. There are many ways to do things. And I honestly believe that if you have the drive and the passion, you're going to keep trying until you get there. You know, maybe you've got the wrong company name. Maybe you've got the wrong logo. Maybe you went after the wrong clients. Maybe you should have tried a different approach. Um, You know, there's a million and one different things you can try differently. But the only way to know the ones that won't work is to try them. Oh, that doesn't work. Okay, let's try something else. And, you know, that is, in my opinion, not a mark of failure. It's a mark of determination and and character. You know, that determination and that character that you're building by relentlessly chasing after your dream to build your future with such vigor that you are going to chase your dream down and you are going to beat it into submission until it works. You know, you are just going to keep fighting tooth and nail hand over hand, crawling through the mud, whatever it takes to make sure that this thing happens. That is not failure. That is success. Because you are determined to make it work. Now, I mean, you may even need to change your vocation. You know, it it may be that that particular type of business doesn't work for you and you need to move to a different type of business. That's not failure either. Oh, you know what? 
I really wasn't good at this. It really didn't work out. The market's pretty saturated with this. But you know what? Something else I love is this. So I'm going to try to do this because this is this makes more sense. This is a better chance of success for me. You know, there's many different answers. There's no wrong answers. The only wrong answer, in my opinion, is giving up. The only true failure is giving up. And, um, you know, this, this whole talk right here was inspired by um, a young man, Gareth, that I, I've, I've mentioned on the podcast before. And he, on his podcast, mentioned that I had told him that I knew he was going to be this great success in his life. And I just can't wait to see how his journey pans out. And he said, you know, I've all, always had trouble how to respond to that because I feel like that if I fail, I'd be letting people like him down and maybe they wouldn't respect me. So, you know, and that's true. A lot of people do that. A lot of people are very judgmental. I'm like, ah, oh, he failed. He's not good at this. He, he just needs to get, her, you know, get a real job and give up this whole creating my own business nonsense, right? A lot of people have that mindset because a lot of people are really cruel and mean and hateful. And, you know, they want to ride your coattails when you're successful. But as soon as you step off that pedestal and say, you know what, I need to rethink this. Yeah, you're done. You are dead to them and that's it. And they won't remember your name again until you are successful. And then they're like, hey, what's up? You know, you remember me? I was that asshole, you know, that... that you know, told you you were nothing because you failed one time, but now you're super successful and you're super rich, so I want to be your friend again. And, yeah, and that's the thing. Those aren't true friends. And, and if, you know, that's the type of negative influences or that's a type of negative influence that, you know, you need to get out of your life. You know, if, the, if those are people that are hanging around you, you know, cut them, cut them loose, you know. And, you know, that's, that's something that I've experienced because in my life, not that I was successful, not that I was better than anyone else, but I was the person who didn't go out and party. I didn't go out and drink. I didn't go out and blow all my money on stupid stuff every week. I was hardworking. I always volunteered to work overtime. So I was always the most well-off financially person in my entire group of friends. So they would hang around me all the time and want me to fix things for them or they knew that I was a nice person so I'd buy them lunch because they didn't have money or if they needed a couple dollars for gas in their car, I'd give it to them because I had it. And I believe in sharing and helping people. But then I started to realize that they were only hanging out with me because of that. And I, I've talked about that in a previous episode where I basically start telling people like, hey, if all you want to do is hang out with me so that I can fix your computer and that's the only reason you want to hang out with me, you know, let's call this friendship over because, you know, I'm not, you know, all I do all day is fix people's computers. When I get off of work, I don't want to fix people's computers. I'd like to relax and 
you know, maybe play a video game or, or just hang out and listen to some music or watch a movie. You know, I don't want to do what I do at work every day. So, and I lost a lot, a lot, a lot of people who claimed to be my friends. But you know what? I'm better for it because it opened my life up to do other things and to find people who actually did care about me as a person. So, with that being said, I'm trying to change mindsets. I'm trying to break barriers. I'm trying to tear down walls. I'm trying to do things that society doesn't like. Um, Like, for instance, I do not believe in generations at all. It's a man-made concept, which pretty much everything is, for the most part, a man-made concept. I get that because we had to create this stuff or whatever exists in the first place, just like the fact that all words are technically made up just because they're in a dictionary doesn't mean that somebody didn't eventually have to make them up. Um, I mean, heck, fra- uh, I mean, YOLO's in the dictionary for crying out loud. I mean, enough said, right? <laughs> or if it's not, it's on the schedule to be in the dictionary. So, I mean, really? But anyway, um, but I do not believe in generations. Generations are created by old old guys who are grumpy and angry because they're too old to be able to have fun and to do the things that young people are doing. And so they sit there and complain, you know, you darn kids, get off my lawn. When I was a kid, we didn't do stuff like that. And then really that's a lie because when they were, the older versions of them (laughs) were yelling at them saying, you dumb whippersnappers, you get off my lawn. You know, it's basically the same thing. I mean, I've actually done a historical study of um, of generations and generational degradation. And I have found writings all the way back to ancient Assyria 2,000 years B.C. <laughs> with a tablet that they translated that said you know, the world is going to end because these young people don't believe in hard work and all they care about, I'm paraphrasing because obviously I don't speak ancient Assyrian and I don't have the quote in front of me either or the writing in front of me, Um, but basically saying that because young people didn't believe in hard work and they only cared about themselves, that, you know, society and the world was going to end and this would be the last generation of Earth, and we, then they, the animals would take it over, basically. Does that sound familiar? Does that not sound like what people say every day about millennials? That's what people said about Gen X. That's what people said about the baby boomers. You know, it's all in the mind. It's basically generations are an excuse. It's a label. It's a title so that you can just say those, you know, insert generational name here are lazy and they're self-centered and they're narcissistic and society and life as we know it is going to end because nobody's out there doing the hard work so yeah I mean but for let's see here it's 2018 that Assyrian tablet was from 2000 BC okay so For the last 4,000 years, at least, that I was able to find, I'm sure this goes back even further 
as a famous comedian on College Humor, uh, who was actually giving a speech about millennials, said, um, he said, you know, there's probably, you can probably go back to as far back as there were boys. Like, you know, there was a caveman, you know, fire a generation so entitled, you know, when, when I was a kid, we had to work for fire now fire everywhere, you know, or something to that effect that he said. And it's true. You know, basically it was just, it's just a label so that you can, you can take an entire group of people and you don't have to bring, um, you know, any other demographic information in. All you have to say is, okay, millennials, people this age are worthless, useless, self-centered, narcissistic, um, you know, people. So that's why these labels were created. You know, I mean, back, and actually these labels didn't even really exist, um, you know, for very long. They were all, all of these types of labels were created, you know, within the last couple hundred years. Um, You know, the actual, uh, before that, people were just like, yeah, kids nowadays are, you know, disrespectful and, you know, all this stuff. So society doesn't like to hear that they're wrong and that they shouldn't judge people because millennials work just as hard as anyone else. You know, there's no problem. And in every generation, yes, there are narcissistic people. I mean, you know, uh, Generation X was called extremely narcissist. They were actually, by I think in a Time Magazine article, were called the video generation because they spent so much time videoing themselves people wondered if they cared about anything or anyone else. This is Time Magazine, which, you know, if you read it, that's great. I don't read magazines because, quite frankly, most of them are filled with crap like that. Um, So, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, and even back um, uh, before that, in 1968, there was an article written about how kids these days were so narcissistic and, you know, cared for nothing but themselves and they didn't know what hard work was and that, that they were, you know, just, you know, terrible and basically the world was going to end. And this was in 1968. They were not talking about Gen X. They were talking about baby boomers. You know, your grandparents, if you're a millennial, your grandparents or great-grandparents were being talked about like that, like you are today, you know, and all of this information is available on the internet, um, you know, and if you, you're interested in seeing that, uh, speech, um, you can, you know, Google, or go on YouTube, rather, and search for Adam Conover, uh, Millennials, and you'll see, it'll pop up, and, you know, it's, it's, about 30 minutes long, but it is such a great, it is such a great view, you know, something to see, um, where he breaks it down, um, so, you know, it's, it's all about perception, and so, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, it's just funny, because I'm kind of, depending on, and just, this goes to show the hypocrisy of generations, depending on what article you read, or what train of thought you subscribe to on how the generations are laid out, I'm either Gen X or a millennial. 
So I have actually found four or five different studies uh, that actually say I'm either Gen X or Millennial because I was born in February of 1981. So I don't quite frankly care what I am. Um, that's not important to me, and as I've just said, I hope you know you guys understand that. I don't care what anybody is, generationally speaking, because it's made up. The U.S. Census Bureau does not recognize generations. So the U.S. government doesn't recognize a generation as a real thing. They literally only count people and demographics of people as far as male, female, you know, stuff like that. Um... That's it. Generations are not even part of their criteria. Um, so that is, I mean, that's totally, you know, different than what a lot of people think. They think that these are real, you know, things, not just uh, societal labels. So, I mean, I've kind of droned on a little bit about millennials and, and generations in general. But, you know, that's something that I'm passionate about. And I believe that those barriers need to be torn down because people... Regardless of your age, you're never too old to young. Uh, you're never too old to learn. I almost said you're never too old to young. Um, well, actually, I did. Uh, you're never too young to do something amazing. You know, and and that is truly what I believe. You know, I don't think that anyone can should be held back by their age. I don't think anyone should be um, judged by their age. You know. And I talked about mistakes I've made and failures I've made on my podcast. I mean, here I was. I was 16 once, believe it or not. You know, not even out of high school. I was, I was, you know, still had two years to go in high school because I decided I didn't want to finish early. Um, so I just wanted to take my time on that and didn't want to rush it. Um, I was in college. I was apparently a reasonably good writer because I had invitations to go to Microsoft and LucasArts for job interviews and had been invited to speak at the Tokyo Game Show. At the age of 16, I had accomplished all of these things. And I let fear and self-doubt and my parents, uh, who told me that there was no way in heck they were going to let me fly halfway across the country or halfway around the world. They were not going to get me a passport um, because passports were expensive and there was no way they were letting me fly off to Tokyo. Um, and I let all of that noise keep me from accomplishing truly amazing things. And here I am, 37 years old, and I'm just finally to the point where I'm like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a go at this because I'm old enough that nobody's going to stop me. I'm old enough that I can do this on my own. And I'm going to accept people for who they are and for their character. And I don't care what they've done, what they've accomplished, what they've left behind, what they have quote unquote failed at. I'm going to help people. I'm going to do things that are different. I'm going to try and make a difference and, and make a mark on this world before I die. And, you know, I just finally got to that point where I was like, you know what? Enough's enough. I've been towing this quote-unquote American dream life 
for long enough. I want happiness. I don't want the American dream. I want to be happy. Because a lot of people get those confused and think. And, and you know, I say American dream. This could be whatever <clears throat> country you're in. You know, the perfect life, the perfect job, the perfect wife, the perfect kids, the white picket fence, all the trimmings. It doesn't matter what country you're in. There is a version of a, of that life where you have exactly what you're supposed to have, you know, to be socially acceptable. And I was finally, like, to the point where I was like, no, I don't want to have what is socially acceptable. I want to have more because I want to have true happiness and true fulfillment in my life. And I don't care if I'm broke and living paycheck to paycheck. I want happiness. I want to be able to help people. And with the success that I've been able to find in my writing and inspiring people and trying to do stuff for people, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I don't think I'm going to be sitting there broke, living paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, I don't want what society says I'm supposed to have. I want to have true peace, true happiness, and to help people, really actually help people, to teach and to mentor and to share. And that's part of what this podcast is, you know, and it's growing every day. When I, I, I would probably, and like I said in a previous episode, I've not actually listened to my podcast at all because I'm too busy listening to other people's podcasts. Um, I try and listen and learn and get better. You know, I try and read and learn more and share and study so that when I come on this podcast, I can share good, viable information with you guys so that I can be a help as much as I can. And... You know, and to, and to just go through my thoughts and just to share what's on my heart and my mind. So, you know, but I would imagine that if I went back and listened to my first episode, I would probably sound like this terrified, you know, very quiet, like, please like me type person. You know, and, uh, you know, that that is what... Um, you know, what growth and change in life is, is going from one state to another, constantly transforming once you've mastered, moving on to the next, you know, leveling up, you know, to put it in video game terms, leveling up, you grind and you grind, or RPG terms now, you grind and you grind and you learn, and then once you've learned that skill and you've gotten that, those experience points and you've leveled up, you move on to the next level. You know, that is what life is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be you get to a certain point, you're 25 years old, you're married, you have two kids, third on the way, you have a dog, a white picket fence, two cars, and you go off to work every day. You know, it's not the 1950s anymore. I, I you know, that's not how, how it works, you know. Um, life is changing. The entire world is changing, and, and you guys have heard me talk about that too. Society is changing. The way we do things isn't going to work in the future. The way we're doing things right now isn't going to work in the future. Because society and the world is changing so much that, you know, like TV, for instance. You know, who would have thought 10 years ago that Netflix would be where it is, that Hulu would be where it is, that people would actually be 
so-called cutting the cord from cable companies and going to full-time digital streaming services for their television because it's cheaper and they're tired of being screwed over by you know the big name cable and satellite providers and they want to they don't need 1600 channels they just need about 40 or 50 channels because those are the 40 or 50 channels that they actually watch you know so i mean that's just one example that's i could name off thousands and i could be here literally sitting in my car all day until my car runs out of gas just naming examples of how things have changed in just the last 10 years so that's that's all I've got for right now, because I think if I keep going, I'm just going to start rambling, um, and it's been almost 30 minutes already. Wow. So um, with that, I'm going to thank you guys again for listening. Look me up on social media. You've heard me say it a million times. I'm not going to say it anymore. <clears throat> I'm not going to advertise that anymore. You know, you guys know it. You've seen my tweets. You've seen my Facebook page. You know, I'm just going to just give you guys the information. I'm not going to advertise unless there's something pertinent that I'm putting on the site. So, with that being said, Car Thoughts out. Hey everybody, David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book. Because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good. But sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting. Lessons learned, lessons shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So by all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.